Welcome back to another episode of Real Time with MK Podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing cybersecurity precautions for organizations during COVID-19 with Rahul Sharma, Vice President, Information Technology at Matson Kumar. Let's go. What I want to do to bring on today, you know, uh, we one of the one of the major challenges most of the organizations are facing today uh, is pertaining to cyber security, information security, right? COVID-19, as you all know, one of the major stats says that hackers attack every 39 seconds. You know, that is one of the major stats which we all put it on our walls when we produce content for helping our clients who come us come to us for cybersecurity services. We have one of our sister concerns, which is MK Cyber Services. Uh, so they handle cybersecurity and information security. They help organizations solve cybersecurity and uh, information security challenges. Uh, they provide a lot of services. So I am stealing one of the leaders from that organization today. So I have... So the ch- the topic I'm going to tackle today is cybersecurity precautions which organizations should take during COVID-19, right? So the amount of cyber attacks have gone up tremendously during this pandemic, right? So I have Rahul Sharma with me. Uh, he's our vice president, uh, information technology. He wears multiple hats in MK group of companies. So... Uh, to, before I bring him on, I just want to throw some light on his experience. He comes with all, all uh, weapons in the arsenal. Right? In, in over more than 22 years of experience, he has tremendous ex- amount of exposure in setting up operations, project management, IT infrastructure, budget planning and cost control. He has set up policies. He has set up uh, processes, streamlined them, and sh- improved infrastructure and IT enablement for continuous business growth across organizations. Uh, some of the areas which he has worked on across IT domains include server visualiz- visualization, cloud deployment, SCCM, SCOM, SVVM, SCVMM implementation, etc., etc. So he is the right person for us to ask some questions about what organizations can do uh, to tackle cybersecurity and information security challenges. So, without further ado, let me bring Rahul on. Hey, Hi, Rahul. Vivek. Thank you so Good. much, Vivek, for having me here. Good evening, and thank you so much for taking time out from your busy schedule. I know that you are super, super, super busy, and uh, I have been running behind you for the session, and finally, you you said yes. So, uh, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being here today, Rahul. Thanks to you, Vivek. Right. So, uh, Rahul, this show, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how much you have followed this. We started it recently. And uh, it's a show where we tackle various challenges our audiences face, you know. So, yeah. cybersecurity is one of them. And uh, we have curated a set of questions, which I will shoot at you one by one. And uh, you can answer it based on your experience and expertise in that area. Right. So shall we start? Yeah, definitely. I'll try. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So Raul, the first thing which I wanted to know is, you know, during this COVID, one of the biggest conversations which is happening on internet, especially on LinkedIn and other platforms is the cyber security threats, which has grown up in magnitude, right? So, you know, what is the prime reason behind this? 
you know why the sudden uptake in these threats uh vivek uh, yes definitely i agree that uh, the threats the attacks have increased uh primary reason obviously uh, uh, as organization we we all were prepared for our uh, uh in house systems in house data center uh we we, we were actually uh, used to be working in uh, in a uh, business environment in an office and then maybe a data center either on cloud or a in house data center so we were not actually uh, uh, uh maybe accustomed to having this kind of environment right. and this business scenario this covid situation actually forced us to move away right. from those uh, definite facilities to home uh, so people moved and uh, important element was to actually uh, continue the business more uh, initial uh, thought but not about security it was about continuity of the business business should run so that's right. how uh, a quick movement from uh, uh, the office setup to home setup and uh, a remote setup was was carried out across not not uh, only in india it is it was global right so uh, this this thing was set up uh, people uh, and companies were not well prepared i'm sorry i think i uh, missed it uh, okay sorry so i touched somewhere uh, companies uh, were not very well prepared uh, to handle this kind of scenario this kind of pandemic situation was not uh, foreseen and uh, uh, not designed the bcp plans were not designed in accordance to this uh, right. so this thing happened and uh, now uh, people have started working uh, enough security was not there a uh, uh, lot of transaction lot of financial transaction e-commerce transaction because people were sitting at home and right. uh, not spending office uh, time in and traveling to office and all that so they were right. having enough time also so lot of uh, 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 transaction over internet banking social media e-commerce platform uh, it increased and right. uh, when it increases obviously uh, 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 threats were there people uh, uh, were having machines were not so robust so this right. this increased the trend and this gave uh, idea to all that attacks so malicious attackers have always been there and they knew that this kind the environment is not so secure so they tried attacking so this this uh, was actually a situation uh, uh, focus shifted from uh, keeping uh, uh, the, the business up rather than on security so right. this impacted the entire and it actually impacted all uh, small and big uh, businesses absolutely uh, and uh, what was the question uh, the second part of the question uh, it was uh, the re reasons why are the what are the reasons behind it so reason, yes a reason was basically a uh, uh, increase in amount of transaction and and maybe decreased amount of security uh, uh, in remote working environment work from home environment so this right. actually uh, uh, combined and created this massive Got it. yeah because i remember i remember when when the pandemic really kicked in and the lockdown started uh, we uh, as an organization also started getting a lot of requests for bcp plans and you know a lot of yeah. requests people people were not nobody had foreseen this or nobody had any plans for this so immediate yeah. immediate switching over to a remote working arrangement was the biggest challenge all right all right that's a that's a perfectly good start for our session i'm i'm excited about it so my next question you know when when it comes to cyber threats there are various forms and types and sizes and shapes of cyber threats right so what are the common types of cyber threats looming on organizations during this pandemic 
the multiple threats have been there and uh, particularly in this covid situation the threats like uh, people attacking people uh, sending malicious code or people sending phishing emails uh, uh, and obviously resulting in in uh, somebody using the end user using opening that uh, 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 content or uh, uh, maybe resulting in that code generation code embedment uh, 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 into the system which opens right. up that that system which makes the system vulnerable which makes the system as a source of communication passing from that network to that uh, uh, attacker so these right. kind of uh, attacks uh, mainly through emails uh, through various kind of blogs uh, various kind of uh, 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 maybe frauds and monetary uh, this thing identity uh, uh, snatching identity uh, theft kind of issues so all those kind of uh, issues uh, are happening attackers are trying to maybe uh, steal data in whatever way they can so these these kind of situations have started happening over pa uh, past few months right. right so when it when it comes to uh, major organizations or enterprises who are working with multiple uh, data of the customers and data fi financial data of the company or confidential information yeah. whatever it is this this kind of phishing emails yeah uh, yeah you were saying I mean, something yeah i was i was saying that uh, this is uh, the kind of uh, uh, critical data apart from that they try to actually uh, send malicious code through some sort of blog some sort of covid related information also right, so they, right. they, they try to actually uh, attract the customer the end user in a way right. that he, he should actually read read out or reach uh, uh, to that information and open that link or code and that's okay. how this entire chain starts right so you know just to just to add on to that we we uh, uh, our team uh, we follow forbes cybersecurity section very diligently and mm -hmm. we have been making a genuine effort to share more information on these kind of attacks on our mk cyber services linkedin channel so one post daily is dedicated for because the uptake yeah. of cyber threats have been uh, you know uh, quadrupled if i must say uh, during this pandemic situation all right so as we have covered the cyber threats i want to my next question is a follow up question on that which are the top industries which are facing the biggest share of cyber attacks and threats during this pandemic actually speaking um, in fact uh, uh, it is not that any industry is is, is uh, maybe away from cyber attack any industry every industry is vulnerable every industry is attacked uh, but right. yes uh, uh financial industry healthcare industry wherein the most of uh, uh, information finance is there so those industries are attacked say uh, so i would say healthcare and uh, banking and financial industry e-commerce industry uh, uh telecom industry uh, public sector units maybe various government agencies public sector uh, uh, companies they are also attacked so various kind of data wherever data information is available and it is attackers they try to uh, the objective is to uh, get money out of that attack get money out of that information so they either uh, steal that data and maybe uh, uh, make money selling the data somewhere or maybe they they uh, uh, create kind of ransomware attack wherein they uh, uh, stop the data uh, you stop you to access that data data and then maybe charge you money uh, ask you to pay money to uh, uh, give access again so those those kind of things are there but yes primarily it is uh, uh, the healthcare uh, uh, banking industries public sector units e-commerce industry which are being attacked actually even ITS industry for that sake okay. 
right yeah. right so these are, these are the industry which are uh, which have which have seen actually experience most number of uh, attacks right right so as you said you know the, the no industry is uh, you know uh, safe from these kind of attacks no anyway. industry is safe yeah because right. any every business today is, is is on a data is on technology and then there's a uh, data available so uh, that's the reason yeah. right all right so my next question will be you know some some of the i want to know from you what are some of the best practices you know organizations can embrace to ensure that their it environment is safe and secure during tough times like this yes best practices actually there are a lot the lot and in fact every organization uh, practically it becomes difficult for every organization to uh, adopt everything and there are a lot of standards multiple standards iso 27001 pci even uh, uh, gdpr and HIPAA. multiple standards are there based on the kind of industry you are in one you should follow some standard some governance standard which is uh, uh, globally acceptable and then there are these practices like uh, uh, everything starts maybe data generation uh, it starts from the end point uh, the machine we are talking we are actually using a machine uh, uh, for exchanging information exchanging our uh, video and thought so uh, everything starts from there so the machine has to be patched it should have the basic antivirus anti malware the basic operating system patching uh, the basic uh, os level uh, desktop level firewall all that uh, uh, these things should be controlled before that there has to be strong procedure i was talking about the governance uh, standard we need to follow standard we need to create policies procedure we should have all those in place then uh, uh, these machines the the, the endpoints should be rightly patched the uh, access should be given as required not not everything should be accessible to everybody uh, then uh, uh, your data center devices uh, uh, your network devices firewall servers and various application on the server uh, uh, based on application, our uh, latest vulnerability patches should be there. Uh, the right. firewall access, the rules in firewall, uh, uh, what kind of access uh, are to be given from outside access list and all. These should be controlled. No additional access has to be there. It is. It has to be limited absolutely on need to know basis. So that's right. that's one. And then uh, uh, the basic uh, pr protocol, basis, uh, basic vulnerability assessment every application every system everything in your network should actually regularly be checked uh, against uh, available vulnerabilities against known uh, things so these kind of uh, measures are definitely required in every organization based on their size the kind of business they are into uh, should follow certain uh, policies should follow certain uh, standard and should adopt at least a level of uh, security measures got got it yeah, I know that that's the that best practices is a, a topic in itself. We can talk about it. So I just we can keep talking about uh, <laughs> Right. Uh, so that I just want to cover, yeah, I just want to cover it so that you know people who are listening to if, if they want to if they are missing on something, they can pick up on these and maybe try to implement it. In, at yeah, their, for example, their... I would say multi-factor authentication is is one of the things. Uh, when when you access device, uh, you know that uh, every banking application you use, you you get another factor, another uh, OTP or passcode yes. somewhere either on mail or on phone. So these kind of uh, maybe uh, one is your normal password. So this becomes multi-factor authentication, wherein uh, the system is the application is ensuring that the the right person only is accessing uh, me. So these right. kind of 
uh, provisioning have to be done too. The, there, there's a list of possibilities we need to actually based on our size of the organization the business uh, we are into we need to define what is best suited for us absolutely so from the from the basic governance structures and basic frameworks till whatever requirements are needed for based on your operations and things like that they have to ensure that especially during times like yeah. this right so my next question is pertaining to a remote working environment now companies had to shift uh, out of their offices there are agents uh, like for example in our cases there are agents working from home there are employees mm -hmm. connecting from home etc so what kind of measures you know remote working is the norm so what kind of measures can be taken or maybe how companies to make it simple how companies can ensure a safe remote working environment yeah so I, I i talked about uh certain elements uh certain uh, uh points all these are applicable in remote working environments because remote working environment is definitely much more vulnerable in comparison to office environment because we have physical security element also there which controls so many other things in remote working right. environment as an organization you you don't have any control on the physical security part of it Right. so uh, uh data security uh for from data security angle uh the machines the control of organization uh have to be much more stronger say for example uh, uh i would not allow a machine a user to use his own machine to access my application because uh, uh because uh, he's using that machine for various kind of other activities also apart from office work right. i don't have any control in the operating system right so so the right. As an organization, you should have a right control on the end user machine and user device. Because again, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, the attacks uh, start from there. So you have right. to patch, you have to ensure your end, you, end, end uh, uh, point device is safe. Uh, to ensure that, uh, uh, the machine have to be, the operating system have to be controlled. Uh, you, uh, uh, you cannot allow it to open. Uh, again, access has to be uh, uh, on need-to-know basis. So a uh, user uh, uh, should not have complete access on the machine. That can be achieved right. uh, generally. So, so the end user machine, the personal machine part is, is gone. You can't allow that. Or maybe if you allow, right. you should have necessary controls. Uh, so right. pre preferably, either the machines have to be controlled by uh, by by the company the, uh, uh, with right controls, uh, or a, a strong VDI environment has to be there. Now, this is right. and again, obviously, the basic uh, uh, antivirus patching, uh, operating system patching, all these patch and everything has to be regularly checked, monitored, and 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 controlled. So that is the very basic part of it. Then the machine, right. the data data transaction happens through internet. So the way the machine is reaching your data center, uh, it has to be an encrypted tunnel. It cannot be an open internet. You can't allow your application to be on open internet so that anybody can access or hack. You have to right. control that. So the uh, right. so encryption channel, uh, uh, maybe a controlled VPN tunnel has to be created. There are multiple tools available for that, uh, and in various price range also. Maybe starting from uh, free open source products to be highest uh, uh, cost products. So there are multiple, and and you can choose based on your uh, business need. You can choose one of those. But yes, right. encrypted tunnel has to be there. So when I'm as an end user, I'm accessing any application inside my data center. I I should not be allowed to be uh, to access that application as open I, I i should be given some uh, uh control tunnel control encrypted tunnel and through which I, I should be accessing it 
So right. the data is controlled. Whatever is traveling is encrypted and is is controlled. So this is one of the the basic uh, uh, measurement. Again, the multi-factor authentication. Uh, uh, nobody else should be using uh, the other machine. Nobody else should be able to access application. Uh, once I've created the tunnel, then also uh, for certain application uh, uh, authentication should happen. So various uh, these kind of measures. So remote control uh, and uh, remote working environment definitely is completely unsafe, and we have to ensure that it becomes safer. So for that, right. all the measures have to be taken. Got it, got it. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that if if I if I if I allow you more time, you can go on speaking about it because I I, I you mentioned the word machine like hundred times in those those three minutes. The thing is, uh, Vivek, when when we start uh, uh, going into much more details on every element, uh, the time will will not be controlled. We'll have to actually go into detail of each element uh, in that case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So we have some questions coming in from some of the viewers, which I will share uh, later. So uh, my next question will be about, you know, infosec awareness, because when, when you're working uh, from the office environment, there are trainings, there are there are programs which are run where employees are uh, educated about the measures to be taken, the steps they should not take, the do's and don'ts and things like that. But when it comes to a resilient remote work environment, how can organizations ensure that the infosec awareness remains at that level? The awareness training should continue, uh, be it in office environment or outside or remote working environment. Uh, every right. organization should have right uh, procedures, right uh, uh, practices on information security awareness because every employee should know that uh, what kind of uh, possible attacks are there? What are the vulnerabilities? What can actually impact me or my system? If if I as an employee I know that, uh, and maybe some phishing attack happens or some some sort of malicious code comes to me, I would probably be cautious about opening that mail or maybe uh, clicking on that link or maybe sharing certain information. If I don't know, right. I would be open. Like maybe if, uh, you get a mail from Rahul saying, maybe send me your credit card information. You know, you right. know me, and and right. I, it's not me who is sending information. Somebody else is pretending uh, Rahul Sharma is sending information to you. So these kind of things, these these kind of phishing attacks, or so maybe some some mail comes from um, um, me, somebody uh, spoofing as me, uh, uh, comes to you, and you would just open that mail. Some link is there, which which looks abnormal, but you would ignore that and you click that, right? If you are aware that yes, these are the things, these kind of attacks happen, you would be very, you would you would be cautious about opening those kind of mails. So. Uh, uh, so uh, that means awareness trainings are actually critical, one of the most critical element of organization security. Now, uh, in organization, as you mentioned that uh, when we are in office environment, we keep on happening. Uh, these trainings keep on happening. We keep on conducting trainings. Uh, in remote environment also, these trainings should continue. The model may change. We can have online, like, just like we are having this online meeting. We can yeah. have online, uh, and we are having in in uh, Madison Kumar and Madison Kumar Cyber Services. We are having those training. You know that. Uh, so yeah. uh, these online trainings actually can continue. Uh, there are other ways uh, apart from these online trainings. There are uh, various models and uh, which are available on our uh, uh, internal website, uh, internet where people access that. So uh, and we have uh, scheduled mechanisms. So it it has to be uh, regularly scheduled. Uh, uh, 
timeline for every employee to go through those training updated training modules uh, uh, go through those trainings and uh, maybe appear for those tests so that we can assess the level of understanding of each employee and then wherever we we, we get to know that this there is a there is a weak point we actually conduct more trainings for those people so that everybody is at level if employee right. is 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 uh, uh, at a level employee understands uh, uh, the issues employee understands the possibility of attacks uh, uh, your actually your security and uh, perimeter is is drastically controlled you right. would be able to drastically reduce those uh, attacks so that's right. how it, this this is actually and this this doesn't cost much so for right. every organization at least ensuring that every employee is infosec aware it right. is very important and a right. company should uh, invest into uh, awareness trainings for their staff right that that uh, that reminded me of the kind of emails your team sends to us when there yes, is a kind of phishing, phishing attacks keep happening gift cards and what not right Maybe that's a permission attackers you you would not be able to know what kind of information attacker would want and this this happens with every organization every email in, even in your personal email boxes yes yes absolutely receiving so many mails yeah right right Right. So the, my next question is like, for example, this is a post an incident question, right? So cybersecurity incident response plan. It's very critical mm -hmm. for every organization as itself. Mm -hmm. But now, since these are difficult times, testing times, how can organizations build an effective one, a response plan for, for to suit these kind of situations? Okay. Very, very actually nice questions and. Uh, 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 in fact, in, in normal situation, also the companies, most of the companies, they don't have rightly uh, designed in, um, uh, uh, incident management plans or incident response right. plans. Uh, uh, the objective of any incident uh, uh, response plan is is obviously to uh, incident happen. And uh, yeah. this is all, despite of all that security, what we have, whatever we have discussed, incident in, in this thing, incident has already happened. That's why the incident plan is required, right? So incident, right. there is a possibility of incident to still happen, a security right. attack, a security incident to happen. Now, uh, now once it is it has happened, the objective always should be to contain that at that point itself. It should not spread. If some security right. attack, something has happened, uh, uh, it should not spread across the network. You should be able right. to, as a, as a response team, you should be able to control and contain it there itself. And right. that, that is only possible once a right design or right structure, a step-by-step -step process uh, 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 or step-by-step -step guide is available for, for uh, people and people are aware of their actions. Right. So one, a right plan. And then people should be aware of those, uh, those things, the people who would be responding to that plan. So that, right. is, that is also uh, very important. Now, in, in these kind of situation, again, your infrastructure, the primary infrastructure, we have talked about employee uh, uh, responsibility, employee awareness. So employee uh, should be guided, should should be informed that anything happens to uh, or any incident happen. If they notice something uh, uh, different, something abnormal, they should notify the service desk, the IT service desk or incident response team. They should notify that this kind of maybe email and this, uh, you know, that uh, we keep on talking about these things that these these things happen uh, people receive emails and they obviously without opening it they send it service that service analyzes yeah. that so that that is part of awareness thing now right if something happens some some attack has happened uh, a team should be able to uh, uh, and a team is notified they should be able to segregate that part 
access right. of that machine should be controlled, should be revoked to uh, 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 for accessing maybe various internal application. Uh, the in, in incident team, the IT team should access that machine, contain that, uh, resolve the problem, identify the cause, and resolve it. And once, right. or maybe say, for example, in some cases, it spreads into the network. Uh, the, uh, and that should be there in the plan. They should be able to control that. They should be able to uh, immediately uh, contain it, whatever level it has reached. Right, so that's right. what, an incident management plan. That's why this, in incident management plan, all these informations are very uh, granularly written, defined, and actions against each possibility uh, are defined. Right, right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Have so I answered it? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know that, you know, this, this, Time frame is not enough for you to take me or the viewers through the entire thing. But yes. I, I, as I mentioned, as this is our first session together, I just wanted a brief introduction to the basic steps organizations and the uh, you know folks who are running IT can take so that they are prepared if something happens. Touch wood, right? All right, that's a that's a fantastic uh, you know framework to follow for an incident response plan. So my next question, which was the buzzword when pandemic kicked in, which is business continuity planning and disaster recovery. This was, everybody was searching for it online. I know that because uh, we, we, we have produced a lot of good content around that for people to address that challenge. So business continuity planning and disaster recovery, how can organizations put together an effective plan to stay prepared? And right, BCP DR has always been a buzzword. Right. It has always been in every every information security discussion everywhere. You, uh, this is this is something which is always talked about. Right. <laughs> and I would say uh, in this situation, and it was the real uh, uh, disaster situation. This pandemic, this lockdown, suddenly right. it happened, and most of the organization were not prepared. Right. Right. And uh, as uh, you know, that we we've, we've been helping many organization on these also. Uh, so most of the organization uh, reason is. Uh, when we when we actually create plan, uh, creating a BCP plan or creating a disaster recovery plan is is not that difficult. We we do that. Every right. every organization does that. Uh, right. The problem problem comes about it te testing it. We don't test it. Right. We, it, we are at a business level. This we create the plan. We have this size of organization and and we continue with every. every we, we continue doing tabletop kind of exercise and we keep on reviewing that and we feel uh, safe. Yes, we have a very well written document, maybe uh, multiple colors and signed by written by very senior authorities. And that's it. It doesn't right. work like that. It really right. doesn't work like that. A BCP plan, one, it has to be uh, it has to evolve as as the business evolves. It has to evolve uh, as the business grows. Uh, because every day we are add, adding complexities into the business. And Absolutely. it should be able to address any complexity. The That's objective right. is that in any situation, any disaster situation and these kind of situations, business right. continues. And you know, our business continues. That right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So uh, the, uh, the main, main idea behind a BCP plan is not just writing a document. Writing a document is essential. You should have every possible detail in that document, just the way I mentioned in incident management plan. Uh, right. It should be even more detailed. Uh, uh, name of the people, action, uh, every uh, 
everybody's action, every department's action has to be very well defined at what action this person would take and their right. contact number, contact information so that uh, th these people are reachable. It's a confidential. Right. Right. So these are to be defined. But then how do you test it? How do you know that this will work? For that, you need to regularly test that uh, scenario. You need to uh, regularly create a disaster situation, disaster scenario, mock scenario for the organization and test these things. We were successful right. because we've been testing it. Any right. organization who keeps on testing these scenarios would be able to successfully execute these plans. Right. Creating right. plans, uh, regularly monitoring it, and regularly testing it and then obviously when when you test it you get to know about some kind of gap some kind of maybe changes required some kind of improvisation which are needed you improvise the plan and then again right. test it that's right. how you evolve that's how you mature your plans and that's how you, the mature plans are always successful right so there this, is not this is yeah yeah please continue so i'm saying this is this is the reason that uh, with not testing and not improving upon the plan which was maybe created three four five seven seven years back uh, people fail the companies fail to execute those plans so this is very important very critical uh, part of it right. tools is and everything is, is just to patch and uh, use uh, one or other tool has always been there right so there is absolutely no room for complacency when it comes to bcp no, if you're not you have yeah. to keep testing and make it information You have to actually take very seriously. Sorry. Right. right. All right. I can I can see your tone changing when it came to seriousness. You know, <laughs> you have to do it kind of. Fantastic. So <laughs> my next my, my next question will be it's a follow-up question on the earlier question. You know, is there any additional precautions organizations can take to ensure that their IT infrastructure is resilient to internal as well as external threats. Any additional measures you recommend? In fact, I, uh, while discussing, I've not mentioned everything uh, because whatever, right. when you are talking, you whatever comes to your mind, you you speak. There can be so many, so many other things. The important part is uh, a rightly written down process and procedure for everything. You should have a rightly designed information security procedures and policy for your organization. And every business, every business is a different business. Every business has different need, different size. But uh, the policies and procedures should be written as per your uh, uh, size of the organization. Right. Yeah. And right. and uh, that's that's one. Uh, you should, uh, to the extent possible, there are various standards available. ISO, PCI. Uh, we mentioned a lot many standards. You should follow certain standards. Right, right. Uh, there are certain uh, tested and uh, defined guidelines and defined by various authorities on the subject. So those guidelines right. are there, and then these are kind of global standards. So when you follow those standards, uh, you define everything in accordance to that standard, and your policies procedures are are in in right shape. Right. And then according to in, in accordance to those policies and procedures, the tools. Everything has to be deployed. Uh, we talked about multi-factor authentication. We talked about uh, 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 firewalls and all these things. So yes, these are the kind of major maybe plus so many more. When we uh, talk, we can actually take each each of these questions as a detailed discussion uh, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I intend to bring you back for more sessions. So I'll keep I'll note all these things. <laughs>
we are getting a lot of good questions from audience as well so i will throw yeah. some of them we can choose some of them uh, and ask you so the number one question uh, which sudipto is asking is what kind of vulnerability testing would you recommend at an organization level to ensure that not only bcpdr is executable but other infosec measures in general a uh, basic vulnerability assessment like every every uh, uh, whenever uh, and there are multiple uh, ways first of all your application level uh, and your network the firewalls any ip which is facing outside network should be scanned right. should be scanned uh, uh, base for basic uh, uh, patching for basic vulnerabilities in the os uh, for basic uh, vulnerabilities in the design so those those checks have to be performed then right. these these should be uh, check should be performed assessment to be done and patched then the application obviously through uh, uh, these these uh, network elements or through these ips it is an application it is a which is being accessed so those application the code level testing the, the application code for security uh, uh, the kind of information it passes uh, the encryption level all these things have to be tested so these right. kind of basic scan there are multiple kind of scan and then obviously going to further down level your desktops and laptops and all these devices the switches so everything has to be scanned and i would say uh, every 6 months all your devices definitely need to be scanned you should have uh, either internal team or you should have some consultant some external agency which does this activity basic assessment is required is is very critical for every organization to have right fantastic that's a very complete answer for that question second question which is very interesting question is how to manage it budgets during pandemic situation why i uh, why i pick this question is because whenever i re do research on cisos or cios one of the biggest challenges is budgets they don't have budgets for running a proper or a resilient it environment so how to manage it budgets during a pandemic situation it's basically uh, vivek uh, we need to say for example uh, and there every organization is different organization every business is is into a different situation say for example uh, i i am in a situation wherein i have a, a, a budget crunch but i have to uh, allocate a part or maybe i, I for me uh, a remote working environment is is more critical because i have to provide security to that right for example so i would maybe cut down my budget from some other element within it i would cut down a right. part of it i would use that uh, budget to improve my uh, uh, information security on this part because that's more important at this stage so it is situational right. uh, so uh, this right. is how actually we have to or maybe in in uh, i don't think uh, that because a, a business uh, which is which is functional which is improving and which is able to cope up that uh, initial covid situation of downtimes uh, Uh, would would mind allocating more budget for improving the security because that's essential. If if right. your a security breach happens, if you face a major security impact on your system, you are actually losing your brand value. Also, you're losing your data. You're losing your money. So there's so many impacts. So to control that impact, maybe some investment onto in, into the security is definitely any any business would agree to that. Or maybe the other I, other right. uh, possibility is you you allocate a part of it from somewhere else within uh, uh, the available budget and use it for more critical functions. Right, right. So uh, that's that's very because based I think the priorities also are changing during these tough times. Right? Definitely, uh, the priorities definitely. for every every IT head or every 
CISO, the priorities will change. That's a very uh, correct, apt way to look at it. Another important question from here is, uh, you know, bring your own device model, which is happening. Employ organizations are asking employees to use their own systems to tackle the current work from home environment. How do we mm -hmm. ensure that these systems meet the data security requirements? I partly addressed that in, in uh, yes. uh, previously. So yeah. uh, you you can allow uh, BYOD is, is a wonderful thing and you can allow that. The, the only important part to consider in, in this point is to have uh, your organization control on the devices. That's say, right. for example, if, if I'm being allowed to use my device, you can say then I, I may or may not follow. If my machine allows me to go to any uh, internet site or sorry, uh, or download any content and maybe execute that also right on the machine. So what I'm doing, I'm making this machine unsafe. And when I'm, I'm using an unsafe machine to access my office network, to ac access any application inside my office data center, I'm actually creating uh, uh, or making that application vulnerable and uh, in turn making my entire infrastructure vulnerable. That I can't be allowed that, right? Right, absolutely. You need to control that. One way is, is maybe deploy a VDI environment. Or be, be, uh, uh, so, in case of VDI environment, you allow you access uh, uh, the device, uh, the the VDI, the virtual desktop, into the browser only. So you deploy right, right set of uh, or maybe uh, uh, to an extent a possible set of security measures there, and right. then using that uh, uh, encrypted channel you access VDI environment. You work there. You can't download anything. You can't do anything else. You work there. Whatever is defined, and then you close that machine. So that way your your environment uh, remains safe. Or maybe uh, uh, the machine have to be. You can create an uh, arrangement wherein the machine has to be con completely in organization's control. Okay. So depending on situation, depending on the availability of budgets, depending on the availability of technology, you actually have to uh, take the right call for your business. Got it. Got it. All right. That's that's a, one of the, I think more, several companies are struggling with that. So I am hoping yeah. they're they're listening to this. Right. So my last question before I leave you for the uh, evening is, you know, I know you uh, uh, for everybody. Uh, Rahul also heads MK Cyber Services which is a specialist in providing cybersecurity services to organizations across the globe. So uh, Raul, this question I asked most of the guests, I've asked Rudy, I've asked Vivek, everybody that COVID, COVID came in and it had changed the dynamics of most of the work we do, right? So it has changed, the client requirements have changed, the client expectations have changed, their priorities have changed. So from MK cyber services standpoint, what kind of changes have you observed or what kind of services suddenly came into demand or what kind of support are you providing to your clients right now support we are in fact we are we are providing all kind of information uh, security support various I'll, I'll talk that later but yes uh, when covid happened initially when it happened uh, the initial thrust in demand was about BCP DR because people, most of the companies were not able to exit. They had some plans, they had some documents, and we were talking about those uh, the thing, but they were not able to execute those. So, right. so, uh, so organizations were facing challenges in bringing their businesses up. So we we helped many organizations in creating uh, the right environment to to uh, bring their business into the uh, 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 right secure uh, environment, and we helped them come up 
and start doing the business again. So that was right. the initial part. And BCP is still continuing. We are, we are still helping to organization on uh, uh, developing their BCP plans. Uh, patch management. Many organizations were facing patch management challenge because they know uh, uh, when you do vulnerability assessment, when you do those kind of scans, you get to know that um, the very basic gap you you identify is the, even the machines are not patched, which right. is which is a major vulnerability. Your machine is not there. Your OS is not updated, and uh, you 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 know that, and or maybe hacker knows that they, these kind of systems are are there uh, to be attacked. So attack right. possibility of attacks improve or increase. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the majorly uh, uh, and we we've, we've had lot many organizations during this five six month period. Uh, more than 40 50 clients into uh, uh, various uh, vulnerability assessment and uh, penetration testing application assessment IP assessment uh, uh, network devices I mean, we have done a lot of for, for in fact for every organization every client we're talking about uh, uh, we have done these tests apart from that uh, certain uh, 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 governance audits so PCI is has been uh, majorly into demand PCI and ISO we have done multiple uh, PCI and ISO audits BCP right. so uh, and and uh, globally it's not only uh, limited to indian geography we have done that globally because i feel that uh, and these these things were in demand but uh, during this covid situation people have or companies have understood and experienced that information security is actually one of the critical element and they are they've started investing into that right so right, that, right. that's one major change i've seen over this uh, uh, period Fantastic. I think I think the the main uh, you know takeaway point that is better safe than sorry, right? So it's yeah, better yeah. to be, definitely. Make sure that my suggestion sure. would be yeah. My suggestion would be every organization should definitely apart from IT they should keep some budget for information security or maybe have some internal manpower to to do these basic uh, uh, scanning element or basic uh, information security management. That's a that's a critical element in the, going forward. This will be uh, one of the most critical part of it. Absolutely, with the with the kind of threats which are looming around, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody will be taking the right action, the right direction. All right, thank you so much, Rahul. Uh, it was fantastic. Even though I am technologically challenged, this was amazing. I'm pretty sure whoever have, you have whoever has listened to this would have taken a lot of notes on it. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be bringing you back for more sessions on compliances and cybersecurity. Thank you so Every much for joining. Thank you so very much. Thank, thank you. All right, that was Rahul Sharma, VP Information Technology, Matsan Kumar, and head of MK Cyber Services. Uh, guys, uh, if you are struggling, this is not a sales pitch. Uh, this is a genuine request to all of you. If you're struggling with any challenge pertaining to cybersecurity, do check out Rahul Sharma or mkcyberservices.com. Uh, pretty nimble team for your support and make sure that you take the right measures to make a make your it environment as safe as possible and uh, this is real time with mk as always i will bring on more guests more interesting topics to address all the challenges we all are facing during this difficult time we are in this together stay safe take care Thank you for listening in today. Please follow Real Time with MK Podcast for latest from the world of outsourcing, e-commerce, 
contact center management, cybersecurity, and more.